The following is a Thunderbolt West Media Production. What is going on in this crazy world? You are listening to the Living Off Grid Power and Information Show with Jim Calhoun. The storm was coming, the sky was on fire, fear was in their eyes. It's my opinion that we should be prepared to lean on our faith and be able to step out on the sea. Thanks for tuning in to the Living Off-Grid Power and Information Show. I'm your host, Jim Calhoun. This show features off-grid topics such as surviving in these troubled times, creating your own power, gardening, homesteading, and other issues related to off-grid living. I also seek to educate my listeners about survival and prepping, and I do my best to be a resource as you prepare to protect your family. In this show, I also talk about a wide variety of topics, everything from government corruption to chemtrails. I also feel that our constitutional republic is worth saving, so I never miss an opportunity to do my part in helping to save our republic. I have two main goals for this show. Number one, to help you build your faith in God. And number two, to help each listener become as self-sufficient as possible. This show originates at the Harmony Barn Studio, located near Hershey, Nebraska, in the United States of America. The Living Off-Grid Power and Information Show airs on global shortwave stations, WBCQ, Monticello, Maine, on 7490, WTWW, Lebanon, Tennessee, on 5085, and on WRMI, Radio Miami International, Okeechobee, Florida, on 5850. And this show airs on 89.3 FM, Key Radio, in Osage Beach, Missouri. This show is also available on demand as a podcast on Podpoint, Red Circle, Spreaker, Podbean, and Podomatic. My email address is jim at offgridliving.faith, and I invite you to visit my website, which is offgridliving.faith. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. I really appreciate it. Well, today I'm going to be concentrating on something that I think I need to concentrate on, and that's trying to decipher what's going on in the world. We have so many things happening right now at such a fast pace that it's real easy to fall behind, even if you just miss a few hours of news of what's really happening. Of course, you can watch the mainstream news for months and months and still be in the dark, because that's where they want you, is in the dark. So today I'm going to be delving into what I'm seeing and my thoughts about it. But before I do that, I want to give a recommendation to all of those who are using battery banks for their wind generator or solar 
do not let your batteries run all the way flat. In other words, keep some charge in your batteries no matter what. Now I have an issue with my battery bank that it's discharging farther than it should. And I'm sure it's just because I need to do another maintenance on the batteries, but it's so cold out, I won't be able to do that successfully until it warms back up. Because as I record this, we are bracing for wind degree chills of 50 degrees below zero. We're going to have an actual temperature of around 18 below zero with 30 mile an hour wind. It's going to be a very evil night tonight, and today is very cold, and my fingers just won't handle what I need to do with my battery bank. So what I'm going to do is shut my inverter off. And I'm going to run either generator power or I'm just going to old school it with kerosene lamps and battery powered radios and keep as much power in my battery bank as possible. Because, let's face it, these batteries are not cheap. And I can't afford to have any of my batteries, let alone my entire battery bank, freeze. And so as a rule of thumb, if you're worried about your batteries freezing, well, it's like the old adage, if you find yourself in a hole, quit digging. Well, if you're worried about discharging your batteries to the point of where they may freeze, well, simply shut your power down and shut your inverter off and quit digging. Keep as much power in those batteries as you possibly can. And also, if you have a battery charger that will charge your battery bank, well, it would be a good idea to charge it up with either, with either the outboard charger or if you have your battery bank hooked up to a generator. You need to keep those volts on that battery up as high as you can during cold weather. Okay, now on to my topic. Or should I say topics? There's an awful lot going on. First of all, I'd like to thank Karen and Eric for keeping me apprised of what's going on in Pennsylvania. As far as the Amish farmers being raided and their property seized, all because the globalists want to control the food supply. Now make no mistake about it, the Amish are very hardworking. The Amish are very clean. They're very conscientious. They're very hardworking. And I would bet my life that there's not one Amish farmer that would sell you a product that he would not proudly put on his table. And so all of this propaganda that's coming out from the media trying to say that the Amish are selling unsafe food is just pure garbage. What it is is they, I feel that it's just orders from headquarters. The oligarchs that control the food supply want to start prosecuting anyone that dares compete against them and sell to their neighbors. They're picking on the meat suppliers. They're picking on the honey producers. Pretty soon they're going to be arresting old ladies for selling a dozen eggs. This is getting absolutely insane. But it does have a purpose. You may think it's really stupid they're picking on the farmers. Well, it's stupid on the face of it. But if they can shut down a whole segment of the farming community, although it's not a large segment, it's a very important one. The Amish are very hardworking and most of them, and most of them practice organic farming. Therefore, they're not into the GMO and all of the chemicals, and so they're the enemy. Because the big agriculture people that 
supply the genetically altered seeds and all the chemicals to grow them, well, they don't get a piece of the pie off the Amish land. And so they want to break the Amish and get them off the land so the land can be controlled by the people that are selling all the GMO seeds and the chemicals. It's as simple as that. It's a land grab. And, of course, it's easy to taint a sample. They could do that in a lab real easy. You don't think they would do it? What about the Wuhan lab, and what about all the labs that the United States funded in Ukraine, the secret ones? Don't you suppose they would be underhanded enough to do something like that? Well, of course they would. And, of course, when land is involved, everyone gets a little crazy. And if you have a big company that has its eye on a large section of Pennsylvania of Amish farm ground, and they want it, well, one of the ways to get it is to put them out of business. But the real reason, I feel, is that they want to starve you and starve me to death. But before they do that, they want to control the food supply and put all sorts of plastics and preservatives and chemicals and, and genetically altered products and insect parts and everything else they can think of. They want to put that in our food supply. They want us sick, and then they want us dead. Simple as that. They make us sick, and then they can break us with the medical profession that has now gone rogue and is totally tyrannical. And then after you're out of money, well, I guess you're just out of luck. It's your time to check out of this world, I guess. I think that's the way they see it. And so we have a lot of illegal things happening. It's illegal what they're doing to the Amish farmers, by the way, but you'll never hear that from the mainstream media. And I read an excerpt from one of the reporters was claiming that there were ties between the Turkish government and the Amish farmers. Now, how crazy is that? That's insane. But they're trying to villainize the Amish, and they're going to call them religious extreme. They're going to call them extremists and dangerous, and everything else that's a lie and derogatory towards the Amish. You're going to start hearing that in the news as far as in Amish country anyway. And there are Amish families that are fleeing the eastern part of the United States. And they're starting to show up in the central states and out west. And I'm going to tell you something. We welcome them with open arms. They're good people. And they're hardworking. And they bring with them the knowledge of how to make cheese and ice cream and butter and all sorts of garden canning methods. And these people are really good at growing and preserving food. And I'm happy to have some of them move into my community. But shame on the public officials that are using their office. I'm sure they're getting some sort of payment, some sort of kickback, for trying to free up the land and so they can push the farmers off. But make no mistake about it. These people are globalists and they're tyrants and they want us all to be under their thumb. And then when they want to get rid of us, they simply will just get rid of us. We will have become expendable. And that day is fast approaching. And so I have to say to my fellow citizens, wake up. You're going to be next. Wake up. Here's another wake up for you. It seems that we've been 
sending missiles and bombing Yemen. And you might say, well, Yemen deserves it. Well, I'm not going to get into that debate, but I am going to get into the debate of the legality of the United States bombing any country without a declaration of war and without Congress's approval. That makes the bombing that we bombed in Yemen illegal. That makes the whole action illegal. How would you like to have your son or daughter die on the field of battle doing an illegal action? I don't care what you think of Yemen. I happen to think Yemen is trying to prevent genocide. And I think that the United States is going to defend Israel at all costs. And that's another question. Why would we put our blood and our treasure to defend a country that really is not our friend, if you want to be real blunt about it? We have Mossad agents all through our government doing all sorts of things to harm we the people. And it's Israel that's trying to pick wars with all of their neighbors all of the time. But yet our news media always vilifies the victims. They always vilify the Palestinians and the Arabs. And I'm going to tell you, if Israel did not exist in the first place, if they hadn't established the country in 1948, I would imagine that the Jewish people and the Arab people that live there would actually be getting along. A lot of people support Israel because of the name Israel, and that's why they named that country Israel, and so they could use the Bible. But rest assured that people that control Israel have nothing in common with the blood of Abraham and the tribes of Israel. Most of the Jewish government is not Semitic. And from what I understand, the Palestinians are Semitic. And so if you stand against the Palestinians, well, that makes you anti-Semitic. But if you tell people that, they get angry because they've been brainwashed into thinking that Israel must be defended. Defended from what? Innocent children? Babies? Mothers holding their babies? Christian women who are praying in churches that snipers are shooting in the back? That's what you're supporting. I know that's an unpopular opinion among some of the listeners. But I'm going to tell you something. Be on the side of right, not on the side of genocide. If it was the other way around, if the Palestinians were committing genocide against the Israelis, I'd be just as horrified. And don't use that excuse that, well, the Palestinians started it. We've all been sitting here waiting for a false flag to take place that was going to kick events off and get things really kinetic. Well, in my opinion, the Palestinian attack on Israel was a false flag. I think it was either planned or conducted by Israel itself to give Israel an excuse to use genocide against the Palestinians because they want the land. There's oil under the Gaza Strip, and the Gaza Strip is located in an area where commercially it could be an asset to Israel. But they have a problem. It's already occupied. And so they're engaging in genocide. Much the same as the United States back in the 19th century committed genocide against many of the tribes because they were in the way. They were occupying land. And so they had to vilify the American Indians. They had sayings like, the only good Indian is a dead Indian. They called them heathens and savages. 
and they did their best to belittle and to dehumanize the American Indians to the point where where few people had any empathy towards them, and the masses simply wanted to wipe the Indians off the face of the earth. And that happened to many tribes. There were several small tribes that were hunted for sport. There was a tribe called the Diggers out in California that were basically Stone Age people. They were not advanced at all. And the settlers out there had much fun hunting them down because they had no way to defend themselves. These diggers, they were incapable of defending themselves, and so they were easy. So don't tell me that man has not done this throughout the centuries, because man has. You can look at how the Vikings treated the villages that they ransacked. You can use many, many examples. Well, we have a new one right now happening in front of our face. It's called Genocide Against the Palestinians. And if we sit back and let our government support this, well, guess what that makes us? Accomplices. Maybe not willing accomplices, but accomplices. We have to get this to stop. We have to let our people in office know, in no uncertain terms, that we do not support genocide. And then this attack on the Houthis in Yemen. None of us should support an illegal action. The Houthis have officially declared war. They have declared war against Israel. They've publicly stated it, and it's in written documents. And I think it's kind of strange that there are rules to war, but the Houthis have been following the rules of war. But our news media is saying that they're pirates, and they're just commandeering ships, and they're just causing trouble. Well, they're causing trouble for Israeli ships because they've declared war on Israel. And so, as these ships sail past their country, they're making war on a country that they have openly declared war against. And so I guess you could say that they've done it legally. But the United States and Canada and Australia, New Zealand and the United Kingdom, all these countries that are sending coalition forces against Yemen are all doing it illegally. And it's not right that we are using taxpayer money from all of these countries to fight a war against a country that did not declare war against us, a country that has warned the United States to stay out of it. The United States has been warned they'd be fired upon. I support my country. I support the legality of doing things the right way. I support the United States when the United States is in the right and we are fighting for the interests of our country. Fighting for Israel in an undeclared war, getting our men and women killed, and sending all of our tax money into an illegal action. I do not support that. But the world sees that our government is a rogue government. You need to realize that every country on earth knows the proper protocols that the United States goes through to conduct military operations. The entire world knows this. They've seen it many, many times. And so, therefore, the world is looking at the United States as an out-of-control, tyrannical, rogue government that is out to just attack anyone at any time, in any place, for any reason. And 
it would be hard to argue against that over the past several years with the illegitimate Biden administration, which, by the way, I think was placed in power to bring our country down, ultimately, because when the bullets start flying back at the United States, they're going to be flying inside the United States. I would like to get everyone's attention on this to where you understand that we're not isolated. We have millions of young men, military-age young men, who've crossed our border illegally, and there are all sorts of container ships that have landed that have had cargo that has been questionable of what it was and where it was going. And it would be real easy to put two and two together that an army can be put together on our soil that's going to fight against you and me and against anyone who's an American. There's an awful lot of people crossing the border that are citizens of countries that we have declared as enemies, such as North Korea and Iran. There's claims of many Chinese and many Russian men have crossed the border. I know I've seen lots of videos of military-age young men crossing the border, and I've seen many videos of military-age young men who happen to be Islamic invade Europe over the last several years. And I think that the United States is just one big giant Trojan horse that's full of enemy combatants. And I think the United Kingdom is even worse. So if you don't think that the war is going to not come to the United States, you are very badly mistaken. If you think that the riots of Black Lives Matter and Antifa were organic, think again. They were well-funded and well-organized. And let's not forget all of the piles of bricks and other debris that Antifa and Black Lives Matter can use for weapons just happened to show up on the sidewalks, on the streets where they decided to do their mayhem. And so there were trucks pre-positioning bricks and other items to throw at police and break windows and so forth. I think the United States became a rogue government with the election of Obama. I have been thinking about this for a long time, trying to get a starting point for the coup that took place. I don't know if Obama's a natural-born citizen. I happen to think he's not, but I can't prove that, even though others claim they can. I do not think that Obama has our best interest at heart. I don't think he ever has. As a matter of fact, he campaigned that he wanted to change America. Yes, we can. We can change it. Well, if you love it, you don't want to change it. And he also wanted to have an army that was as funded as the regular army, but have it be a civilian army that was armed and trained and well-funded. Never forget that he called for that. Well, I do believe that Antifa and Black Lives Matter are kind of a offshoot of that, if not actually put together by Obama. And then you had those black militia groups in Georgia who happened to be everywhere in the news. There were several hundred of them, all dressed in military-type uniforms, carrying military-style weapons. And they were trying to egg people on to get into a firefight with them. But you see, you never hear about those, but I remember seeing those guys parade around several times looking for trouble. And so what we have here is a war that's already been started. 
we are just to the part of World War III that it's going to become recognizable as a textbook World War III. But I think that World War III started sometime in 2014 with the coup that happened in Ukraine. But the ascension to power of Barack Obama was the catalyst that put everything in motion. And I do believe that Obama is still there calling the shots. And then he had that movie that he funded that recently came out that is basically telling everyone what is going to happen to us. And that's the way these people operate. They like to brag about what they're going to do in advance. And so we have massive problems of tyranny and a government out of control. And our government out of control is going to get us killed. I don't see a lot of good happening in the near future for this country. And this being an election year, it's even going to be crazier. We have all of these military-age young men who have crossed our border. We have out-of-control governments in many countries. I think that Netanyahu is not only a warmonger, I think he's insane. He's drunk with power, and I think that Satan controls him 100%, as I think that the entire Biden crime family is completely under the control of Satan. And we're going to have to wake up as a country and see that we can't let this go on without consequences. Because one day we're going to wake up to a world that's gone mad right on our doorstep. And the only way we can stop this is by letting our elected officials know that they're going to be held accountable for ruining our country. The United States used to be a melting pot. That meant that people came here and assimilated into our culture. You had parts of town that might be Italian or Hispanic or whatever ethnic group you could come up with. But after several generations, they were assimilated into what we call the American culture. But now, these groups come into our country, and there's no melting pot. They're not assimilating into our culture whatsoever. And so we're fractured, we're fragmented. I think that we're very weak and vulnerable to all sorts of attacks. I dread the day that we're going to have suicide bombers on our streets another mayhem that happens in third world countries. It's going to be right here very soon. And I have to add that the transgender movement has always been militant, always been angry, always wanted to lash out. And all you have to do is look at the school shootings and some of the things that have happened over the last year or two to see a pattern of transgenders and homosexuals and people that are definitely in need of psychological help that are actively killing people or they're actively calling for the death to anybody who doesn't agree with their lifestyle. So we have fractures everywhere. Everywhere you look, it's broken. Our economy is hanging by a thread, but I think it's broken, and I think when the thread breaks, things are going to get real bad real fast. But getting back to Yemen and the economy, yes, they do interconnect. Yemen knows how to get back at the United States, and they've already stated their intentions. 
of blowing up all of the oil fields in Saudi Arabia. And the Yemeni's army has the capability of doing that. If all of the oil capabilities are destroyed in Saudi Arabia, what do you think is going to happen to the price of oil and the price of gas? What do you think is going to happen to our economy if Saudi Arabia has all of their oil fields destroyed? And don't think the Houthis won't do it. I think that that's their ace in the hole. I think that's the card that they've been wanting to play for a long time. And make no mistake about it, you have countries such as Syria and Lebanon and Iran and Iraq, possibly Afghanistan, possibly Turkey, possibly Egypt. There's a lot of countries that eventually, I do think, will get into this conflict against the United States. Only this time, we're going to be isolated with our factories shut down. We're going to be isolated with no raw materials coming in from countries that used to trade with us, like a little country called Russia that gave us a lot of rare earth, and another little tiny country called China that gave us a lot of rare earth resources as well, let alone China being one of our biggest trading partners over the last 20 years. Europe has been crippled with the destruction of the pipelines. America has been crippled by a coup in the government. We have an out-of-control government that just wants to kill, wants war. They want to pad the pockets of the military-industrial complex. And here we sit, cannon fodder. Here we sit, the useless eaters. We're going to have to wake up, folks. We're going to have to do what we can to turn this around. I don't know if it's possible, but we have to try. And I know that contacting your state legislator or your federal government official doesn't do a lot of good. I realize that. But somehow we're going to have to let these people know, in a non-threatening way, that we're going to hold them accountable. That if we start seeing war break out on our shores, within our border, that we're going to hold them directly responsible for creating such a war by allowing all these illegal actions to happen. Make no mistake about it, the Republicans are as guilty as the Democrats. They're two sides of the same very bad coin. And here we are, we the people. As Abraham Lincoln said, a government of, by, and for the people. But yet we the people are sitting back with our bowl of popcorn in our easy chair, watching things unfold, wondering, I wonder how this is going to end. Wake up, people. There's only one way it can end, and that's with total destruction, unless we do something about it. And I'll be back with more during the second half of the show. But before I finish this segment, I want to ask you to please consider donating and being a partner with me to keep this show on the air. I would really appreciate that very much. I take checks and money orders and cash. You would write the check out to Thunderbolt West Media. You would mail to Thunderbolt West Media, P.O. Box 163, P.O. Box 163, Hershey, Nebraska. And the zip code is 69143. I really need to know who's listening and where you're listening from, whether it's by shortwave or podcast or on AM or FM radio. 
Even if you just pop me an email and say hi, I would appreciate it. And as always, I invite listeners, give me some suggestions of topics that they'd like to hear me cover. I would really appreciate that. Once again, my email address is jim at offgridliving.faith. Please visit the website, and the website is offgridliving.faith. And also, you can find links to even more information. Every one of my shows is uploaded on the website. Welcome back to the second half of the Living Off Grid Power and Information Show. This is Jim Calhoun, and I sure appreciate you tuning in today. Well, I wish I had a more cheerful topic to talk about, but as a watchman on the wall, I just have to call it as I see it. And I see major catastrophe coming for the United States if our government continues to do its illegal actions. And since our government is willing to do illegal actions against other countries, and they've already proven that they're more than willing and capable of doing illegal actions against we the people, well, that leaves us between a rock and a hard spot. I know there's a lot of people out there that would like to see the United States come down, or be brought down to its knees, I should say. Worldwide, we have an awful lot of enemies because we've used sanctions against countries. We've watched some countries invade other countries with impunity, while across the globe somewhere, if somebody tries to invade another country, we do an illegal action. We're picking and choosing the winners worldwide. In other words, we're trying to rule the world. That's just what we're trying to do. And all you have to do is look at all the other empires that tried to rule the world. And that'll give you a very quick answer to what's going to happen to us. And it's not going to be pretty. So, again, we have to wake up. We have to be willing to do something about this because if we don't, an outside force will. And I'm not talking about taking up arms against anyone, our government or anyone else. But what I am talking about is holding people accountable and trying to steer them in the right direction. I think these people that are in power love only one thing more than money, and that's themselves. And if they think that they will be held accountable for what's going to happen personally, that they will be arrested and tried and given a fair trial, but have all their deeds put out for the world to see, I don't think these people want any part of that. And I think that's what it's eventually going to have to come to, whether it's this year or next year or 10 years from now. One way or another, these people who are in power right now that are causing all the trouble, they'll either have a fair trial by we the people, or they're going to just be arrested and executed as enemies by a foreign power. I think that it's going to come to that. I know that sounds real extreme, but just look at how everything is going and look at our open borders and look at our lack of manufacturing capability. Look at how we've squandered all the goodwill that the United States once showed the whole world and the world showed it back to us. But now we're the big bully with the big club and we want to hit everyone over the head with our club. Well, those days won't last very long until that club is turned against us. And when I say us, I'm talking about we the people. Because 
Make no mistake about it. Our leaders will have a nice safe place to go hide. They'll go underground or go where they go, and they'll have all sorts of security. But you and me, not so much. And if it does come to pass that a lot of these illegals are here to wage war against we the people, well, they're scattered all across the United States. Where will they hit? Well, my opinion is they'll hit everywhere at once. If all 50 states have several active cells of terrorists or enemy fighters fighting within each state, just think of all the chaos that would ensue after that. Things will go crashing really quick if that happens. And unfortunately, our enemies know this. And as long as the United States government plays by the rules and has some semblance of fairness in the world, I don't think we have a problem. I really don't. Because the United States gives a whole lot of money to a lot of countries, and a lot of these countries are addicted to that money. But if our economy collapses and we can't send out payments to countries and pay them to be our friend, well, you know what's going to happen as well as I do. And so policies have to be changed, and that would mean people have to be changed. And I'm talking about voting people out of office lawfully and legally. But does that even happen anymore? When's the last time we had a lawful and legal election? Totally lawful and legal. I don't think we've had one for quite some time. Because you have the machine in New York, and you have the machine in Philadelphia and Chicago, and now it looks like in Georgia. And of course, over the last several decades, you've had all sorts of things happen in California that is pushing all sorts of liberal agendas that actually harm we the people very much. And so our institutions have been infiltrated by people that I feel don't like America as founded. They might love America. They love the land and the resources. But the people that love the Constitution, well, I don't think they love them so much. And I think most of the people on the left actually hate our Constitution. I'm thoroughly convinced of that. Well, I'm going to move on to another topic, another thing that I'm noticing that I want to just ask you a question. Are you feeling real tired lately? Are people that are around you, are they tired? Are they kind of draggy? It seems like everyone I come in contact with has the same complaint. They're tired and they're draggy. And I've got to admit, I'm tired and I'm draggy. And I just got off the phone with someone that said, Oh, I feel so tired and draggy, I'm going to go lay down. And I thought of all the people that told me that they were tired and they just needed to go get some rest. And of course, most of these people have a cough of some sort. And I don't know if it's another virus that has been released among us or whether it's just a natural thing that's happening as far as it's cold and flu season. But this fatigue along with an upper respiratory disturbance, I'm not going to call it an illness, it's more of an irritation, leads me to believe that possibly they're spraying chemicals in the air that's causing this. Because everybody seems to have the same symptoms. They're not severe, they're not enough to say that you're sick, but it just makes you feel draggy and you have a cough. And I was just wondering if you were noticing the same thing. Now, I'm not trying to look for a demon on every doorknob. I'm not trying to look for straw man. But I do think that 
we have things that are happening that are unnatural happening all the time, and I think it's going to get worse. And I have a trust issue with people that are in power right now, whether they be in the medical profession or politics or big business or whatever their profession is. I don't have a lot of faith in our corporations, and I don't have a lot of faith in our government, and I don't have any faith at all in the medical profession, because everyone is sold out. And that's really sad. Now, I know that there are some people listening who work in the medical profession, and you are humanitarians. Well, God bless you. I'm glad you're there. But it seems the vast majority of people in the medical profession are just there to get rich, plain and simple. And traditionally, the doctors in any community have been revered, and they've been applauded, and they've been lionized by the community for all their good work. But traditionally, when you thought of someone that was going to get rich, you didn't think about a doctor. 125 years ago, when you thought about a doctor, you thought of a man that had some learning, but most of them just had their little black bag, their medical bag, that they would go out and make house calls. And in payment, they might get paid an apple pie, or if it was a really big emergency and and the treatment took a while, well, it might be some chickens or maybe a calf or something that the farmers would trade for medical services. The doctors seemed to always have money, and they were comfortable, but doctors being rich was not in the equation. But sometime in the 20th century, that all changed, and now a lot of people get into that profession for only one reason, and that's the almighty dollar. And then when you have the government that's paying extra money for different diagnoses, like if you're diagnosed with COVID, you would get more money than if you diagnose the same patient with the flu. Therefore, the flu disappeared and COVID was everywhere because the doctors were pocketing money. And a lot of the doctors knew full well that the patient just simply had the flu, but they couldn't resist the temptation of getting that extra money. And I think a lot of people were put on ventilators, and they ended up dying needlessly. They had simple bronchial infection. They had, they had a bacteria, not a virus. And most of these people were never even tested for a bacterial infection. They were just automatically put on ventilators, and that was a sentence of death for most people. And so we have an awful lot of problems everywhere we look. It seems like we have sicknesses that are being unleashed, plagues that are man-made, and we have the medical profession that is causing the problem so they can get richer, curing the problem. If I start feeling ill in any way, shape, or form, I automatically think of, how can I naturally take care of this? And most of the time, what I come up with actually works real well. But it's really sad that we have professions who are selling out. used to be that people that were willing to be public servants and serve the public and run for public office, it used to be they were community-minded and they were not selfish. They were there for the good of the country. Can you name any politician right now that's there for the good of the country? Now, there's three or four of them that will say, yes, I'm here for the good of the country. 
and at face value it looks like they are. But if you watch their actions and see how they vote and see who they associate with and the little things that happen behind the scenes, you notice that they're just better at hiding the fact that they're there for themselves. And I think that's really sad that we live in such a selfish world. Now, usually when I come up with a program like this, I come up with solutions. Well, there's really no solution to any of this that's totally peaceful. And the reason I'm saying this is not because people have anger issues and they're going to do something wildly out of control. The reason I say this is that the powers that be, by fraudulent elections and fraudulent everything anymore, they seem to have taken away that pressure valve. Any society, if you take away their pressure valve, pressure will actually grow and build up until it has nowhere to go. And we're almost to that point. Now, what do I mean by a pressure valve? Well, honest, fair elections. If people really had honest, fair elections, and they could actually fix something at the ballot box, that is one of the best pressure relief valves for a society to have. But yet, because of their selfishness and their foolishness, we had people, rhinos as well as Democrats, and all these people are just tools of the establishment. And of course, the establishment seems to worship Satan. It always goes back to their father, Satan, no matter how you look at it. They decided to start stealing elections with phony voting machines and phony ballots and getting all these people, I don't know what they gave them to betray their country and be traitors, but we witnessed that just on a wholesale basis in 2020. And so, therefore, there's lots of people like me that wonder if our votes will ever really be counted again. And so, if someone says, oh, we'll fix it at the ballot box, my first thought is, oh, yeah? Dream on, buddy. Those days are over. Now, I'm not sure if they're totally over or not, but that is my honest opinion. That is how I feel, is that they're over. And so, you take away our best and one of our only pressure relief valves that society has to deal with a corrupt, rogue government. We take that away. And what does that leave us? It leaves the society no other option but to take matters into their own hands. And that is the worst thing that can happen to a society. It's not the people taking things in their own hands, but the people that are in power letting things get to that point. And so the people who are in power, they need to back off. They need to see what they're doing, and they need to change their ways. I don't think it's too late. I think that we still have a very civil and well-organized society. But you look at the young kids coming up with their lack of any morals and their lack of values and their horrible work ethic, you start wondering what's going to happen to our country. Well, nothing good's going to happen to our country if we just keep allowing it to disintegrate. And that's what we seem to be doing, is just sitting back watching things disintegrate. Now, what I've done, and I think it's going to work for me, is that I am trying to pay attention to myself and my community and my friends and my family. And I'm just trying to make sure things are right in that realm. 
And if we all would do that, well, we could do an awful lot to stabilize our communities anyway. But I do live in a very stable community, and I don't think that there's going to be quite the issues here that may happen in, let's say, Philadelphia or one of the big blue states and one of the big blue cities. I wouldn't want to be anywhere near one of those places. And I really feel sorry for those who are trapped into that situation. But there has to be something happen. That's just a law of physics. You can't have so much pressure build up and then have it magically go away. And the people that are causing the pressure, they know this. They know it very well. It's like when illegitimate Joe Biden threatened the American people that if they tried to take matters in their own hands, that they'd be fighting against F-16 fighters and tanks. And he seemed to gleefully have that thought in mind of having the American military fighting we the people. And I know there's lots of talk out there of people saying that we're going to have an open civil war. Well, I agree with that because we're already in a civil war. We're just not kinetic. But there's no reconciliation between the communists and the evil people that are that have taken our government by a coup and the patriotic citizens that are following the rules and love the Constitution and just want to be left alone, well, those people are the ones that are going to be pushed. It's the ones that are not terrorists, the ones that wouldn't harm anyone unless they felt threatened or unless they were harmed, and then all bets are off. And we've been watching for false flags to happen in the United States, and I think it's going to happen very soon because we have this Epstein download of all this information. And, of course, we can't forget the elections are coming. And I'm sure that Antifa's taken all their black outfits to the cleaners to get them all spotless and pressed so they can hit the streets again. I think we're going to see a repeat of 2020. I think a sickness is going to happen. And we're going to have to have mail-in ballots. And the people in Philadelphia will have to go get more cardboard to put on the windows. And the people in Georgia will have to hide their fake ballots a little better under the tables. It's getting that bad, folks. It's a third world country. You and me, if we're Americans, we live in a third world country. We had a coup. They destroyed our Constitution. Why do I say that? Go back to the actions that we're doing in Yemen. Totally against the Constitution. Totally against the rule of law. But yet, we're doing it. Why? Because we can because no one's going to stop us. Not yet. But eventually, someone's going to stop us. And the way I see things playing out is that even if you hate Vladimir Putin, I think he's a great chess player. And as he sits back and watches the United States self-destruct, not only in Ukraine, but also in the Israeli conflict and over in Asia with the botched relations with China and North Korea, I think it's just a matter of time before Vladimir Putin can present himself to the world as the world's savior to go against the big bully, the country that is called the Great Satan by a large part of this world. And as long as these countries think that Russia is going to back them up like we back up Israel, well, then we're fair game. Because if we start getting the upper hand, well, the Russians can even things out real quick. 
We sit here and think that we're the biggest power in the world, and we may be, but we're not that much bigger than Russia or China as far as power goes. And when you combine the power of Russia and China, it dwarfs what we can do. And then if you throw in the people that can create havoc against us, like Iran and North Korea, you might as well add Venezuela, even though those countries aren't strong by themselves. If you combine all of those, there's no way that we're going to come out on top. We'd have to have much more manufacturing, and we'd have to have a much more united community as far as we the people. We'd have to be much more united than we are now. And we're divided by race, we're divided by color, we're divided by ethnicity. Now you have the trans people, and we have all these divisions everywhere. And with all these divisions, there's no way that we can prevail against all these countries that will come against us if we keep doing what we're doing. That's what makes it so sad. None of this has to happen. The world could be living in so much more peace and harmony. Now I know there's always going to be conflicts and there's always going to be issues, but look at how man-made all of these situations are. The situation in Ukraine, totally man-made. The situation of North and South Korea having the demilitarized zone. They just kicked the can down the road. The people that made that zone knew that someday something would have to give. They were just hoping it wouldn't happen in their lifetime. So they came up with this zone, and, and it's just been kind of there for decades. Well, that powder keg is about to blow up. And so we have all these issues. So what do we do about it? Well, first of all, we pray about it. I think that's the best thing we can do and possibly the only thing we can do. But I really do think that we need to get across to all of our public officials that we're watching them, watching them perform their duties. And they need to perform their duties as they line up with the oath that they swear to perform their duties. Like I say, I'm not talking about threatening anyone. But if they know that they're under a microscope and people are taking account of what they're doing and they're writing it down and documenting all of the, I'm going to call treasonous things that a lot of our public officials have done. And if these people know that they will be held accountable by we the people, well, there's a good chance that we can have people in Washington actually start doing things that are good for our country again. Am I dreaming? I probably am. But I think that we have to have a peaceful solution first. But what happens if they start sending military or police or what have you to raid your property and take your belongings, like they do the Amish people in Pennsylvania? What happens when people get SWAT teamed on a daily basis, that you open the door and you're looking down the barrel of several high-powered rifles? That's happening more and more in our country. Like I say, we're a third world country. We have to wake up and see that. And we also have to do our part to try to get our country back. It's going to be tough. And I know this show is tough for me to do because I'm frustrated. And I know you are too. All I can say is turn things over to God. And trust in Him. And keep praying. And resist any type of a person that wants to 
goad you into doing something that you'll regret, such as threatening someone or causing harm to anyone. We don't want to be on that side. We're not bullies. We, the people, are just people that want to be left alone to raise our families and to have nice communities. That's our goal. Our goal is to have everyone just get along. And that's what we need to do. But we have people in high places that that's the last thing they want is for people to get along. So we just have to redouble our efforts and try to get them to correct their course. That's probably the safest thing that we can do right now is just try to catch the ear of enough of our lawmakers that things will start to change. I don't think it's going to happen at a ballot box, but I do think it might happen if enough of us can peacefully tell people just exactly how we feel and exactly how they're going to be held accountable if these people continue to sell us down the river. Well, I hope someone got something from this show today. I'd rather do shows about off-grid, and I haven't done a whole lot of off-grid topics for the last month or so, just for the fact that everything's just so crazy. And I'm sick of the craziness. And I listen to several other people that are keeping tabs of what's going on, and I think we're all frustrated. I see it in their eyes, and I hear it in their voice, that something is about to give, something dramatic, and it's going to be really hard for us common people to live through what these evil leaders are trying to do to us. And so I just say have patience and keep some positive pressure on these people and keep praying. I think that's the best thing we can do. Well, thanks for listening this week. I do appreciate it. I would ask that you consider partnering with me and helping me to finance the show to keep it on the air. All sizes of donations are accepted and very much appreciated. I take checks, money orders, and cash. You would write to check out to Thunderbolt West Media. You would mail to Thunderbolt West Media, P.O. Box 163, P.O. Box 163, Hershey, Nebraska. And the zip code is 69143. Again, thanks for listening. And until next time, everyone... During this cold snap we're getting, everyone stay warm, stay well, keep in prayer, keep your eyes wide open, and never ever forget, replace fear with faith. This is Jim Calhoun with the Living Off Grid Power and Information Show. The song Step Out on the Sea is performed by Brit Small and Festival. Thank you for listening to Thunderbolt West Media.